Hello and welcome to the Pen Sleuth Podcast. This is episode 36 of the series where I'll be reading short stories available on my website, thepensleuth.com. These stories are a mixed bag of weird and wonderful, dark and light-hearted. Today's story is called The Tree Fell in the Night. Without further ado, let's begin. Neon Tree was the most exclusive club in the city. The owner was a rat-faced gang leader who governed over illegal trade in the club sector of the city. Not to say he made it obvious, to most he was simply a man. To few, he was a club owner. But to me, a man that has been in his employ for almost a decade, he is a snake. I sat in his cold, empty offices on the fourth floor on the luxurious club and pondered my plan to rid him from the city. The cancer that was festering and rotting the core of the people with drugs, violence and fear. The room looked like it was straight out of the city hall records department. I know, I was ordered to break in there and change some numbers and names. It was a terrible job, but a job I had got done with ease. Even with a team of only three, including myself, it was a cakewalk, but the guilt I felt seeing what was on those records would follow me to my grave. I spent too much of my time drinking in this club, thinking about all the damage I've done, only to remember that I don't carry all the blame. Today would be different. Ratface would be meeting me in this room, alone, to discuss the next job. The man carried two phones, one for me and the other for his benefactors. I knew this was serious when I heard him talking to the one of the largest benefactors, as well as me. It was a stern discussion, I could hear panic in that annoying voice. If I did this right, I might cause more damage to this criminal web than I hoped I ever could. Kill a notable figure and spoil a delicate job. Perfect. As if Ratface realized I was done pondering these thoughts, I heard his clicking of formal shoes and he opened the door briskly to the room. I was already pouring him a drink to keep him occupied. He wore a grey suit with a vibrant shirt beneath. His hair was messy and hung pathetically against his pale, sweaty skull. Malone! Listen up, he began, plucking the drink out of my hands as I went to close the door. You are going uptown with Lenny and Roger. VRP, I asked half interested, keeping my cool around him. A VVRP, Malone, and he is going to talk. Ratface interjected before sipping the brandy. His face cringed in disgust, but he didn't stop drinking it. He wasn't drinking it for the taste, now. That little business over on the east side, you remember, with the Chinese bastard? I nodded, remembering it a little more tastefully. It wasn't my job, but the new thugs screwed it up royally. A pawn shop, a Chinese owner who was armed to the teeth, and two menacing but unarmed thugs. It was a shameless bloodbath, but luckily the cops didn't get involved. The pawn shop owner is the guy you're going to put in the dirt tonight, Ratface explained. He had a camera, and the idiots that screwed up the job screwed it up for us as well by dropping my name. He is blackmailing Vinny now, dropping my name of course, and now Vinny has me by the short ears until I, or should I say you, fix this. Of course, money flows upwards, but abuse flows downwards. Ratface was panicked, so whatever Vinny said has really scared him. Is Vinny really going to let us off if we do this? I asked Ratface. He scowled at me, 
suspiciously. But he knew full well that was a good question. I don't know, but we don't have much choice, do we? Redface murmured. I thought on this for only a second realized I need not get my hands dirty now. I want an only warning, right? I muttered angrily. That's right, and if this gets screwed up, it is my head, your head, and especially my head, I should say, that gets served on a plate. Ratface murmured, nervous once more at the thought of it. Which is why I'm trusting you, Malone. To get it done before sunrise. I left the room and made my way downstairs to the lobby. A driver was waiting for me at the lower level. Another newbie thug, but at least this one was old enough to have a driver's license. I climbed into the front seat and gave him directions. The kid sat there scared out of his mind to see me. I had somewhat of a reputation in this criminal underworld, which is what I was counting on. We arrived at the uptown mansion and I exited the car, ordering the kid to park the car at the corner while I did business. Walk around the house, cut alarm wiring, entering through the kitchen window, climb stairs and enter the east bedroom. I ran it through my head before I did it, knowing which wire to cut and that all rich men slept on the east side bedroom to get the morning light. Some sort of strange habit, but one that I really couldn't care less about. Knife to throat, restrained dominant hand, add pressure, question and one quick movement. I found out where the evidence was and left the dead man alone. Finding the tapes, I watched them on his flat screen TV to make sure I wasn't being tricked. Still, there was one way to make sure. Stove, cut gas pipe, entranceway, brake light, turn it on. Exit via kitchen window again. I caught up with the kid and directed him towards a warehouse by the harbour. We only just left the street when we heard the catastrophic bang and the flames took over. It is big, loud and fire consumed all evidence within moments. Once we arrived, I told the kid to follow me inside. The warehouse was protected by a higher grade of thug, but they knew I was higher, and parted to let me enter. Vinny would be up in his office, no doubt receiving a call from some lackey to inform him on the explosion. His eyes fell on me and the kid, who shook beside me, but I directed him by the shoulder. Well done, Malone, Vinny muttered, wiping his mean face with an expensive tie. Now tell me why the hell are you here? I explained the situation, fabricating the story as I went along. I told him that Ratface hired me to kill him as well, and he didn't like being threatened. However, I told him I knew the alpha dog, and I wouldn't do it. Vinny nodded, expecting some sort of gang war to begin, and would buy out all of Ratface's goons in a second, and kill Ratface slowly, but surely. Meanwhile, the kid I held by the bony shoulder would take his place. An amazing promotion, but Ratface is just a pawn, and so is this kid. The explanation was solid with no holes in it. Nobody would trust Ratface anyway, but me. They would understand a killer like me. Vinny smiled as he guided me into his office the same way I guarded the kid, ready to discuss my future. He shut the door and we were alone. My plan went better than I thought. Now it is time to bring upon the fall of a mob boss. That is the end of this episode. 
If you like what you hear, consider giving this channel a follow. And if you wish to read this story, it is available on my website, thepennedsleuth.com. If you enjoy my work, please show your support by following any of my social media, or perhaps consider supporting me on Patreon. With that, good day, good night, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.